Uh, we're not ready. Get your clothes on, Terry. <laughs> Put your hand on front ladies. Shall we get going? Yes, let's get going. Break glass. <laughs> Now that's funny. <laughs> All right, everybody, that is correct. We are the podcast that sounds funny. And we are coming at you today on the week of February 21st, 2023. Wow, another month is almost zipping by us here. We are in Season 3, Show 16, Episode 120, 120. Wow. Yeah. We are two blind brothers and one blind sister who tell us the way we see it. I am your host, Keith, and joined with me are... Getting older, Terry. And forever young, Jill. <laughs> there we go. And uh, I'm too sexy for my cat, Keith. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> anyway, we'd like to start with a little bit of what's new. Does anyone have a question? For a second, you know, you almost frightened me. It could be something that we're uh, reading, watching, doing. Classic funny family life story. Just something we've been doing lately that's kind of maybe funny. Which probably mm. would not be pretending to your rental businesses. Yeah. And my quick hospital doing. stay. The only thing funny, it wasn't really funny about my quick hospital stay was you feel like a pincushion by the time you leave the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. you, you feel like a visit to Hobby Lobby or something, huh? Yeah. Only you're the target, not the <laughs> not the customer. I had it looked like I was a drug user. I had needle marks up and down both arms. Oh no. I, had, I had a funny thing that happened this last week. What's that? Like I had said on our podcast, uh Monday last week I went and got uh a fifth round of corona shot and then my left arm and then I had two shots in my right arm, shingles and pneumonia shot. And then after we podcasted, I got sick. You know, and everything about I was sick for a day. On Wednesday, I woke up. I feel fine. And then you know, they, I, uh, let's see. I think Wednesday. Oh, just a, a day or two later, I got up out of bed, and you know, I I got up and I was like, oh, I had something stuck to my butt cheek. And, yeah. One of the band-aids came off of my arm, apparently, and wound up stuck to my butt, because I don't remember getting a shot in my butt. Wow. <laughs> I was like, how'd that happen? I was like, what is this stuck to my butt? Like, what are you dreaming about? <laughs> well, I didn't have any corona shots or any pneumonia shots or any shingle shots. I'm lucky. <laughs> Never got sick at all. Well, you're lucky. So, you know, I, I typically don't. I mean, I... Not that I don't ever catch a cold or flu, but typically if I don't have the shots, I don't get sick. It's only when I have the shots. Yeah, yeah that's what a lot of people say. Something else funny happened, but I don't remember. I think I, I, don't I told my uh, wife to help me remember, and she 
probably didn't go into. <laughs> Funny thing, we had some grandkids with us over the weekend. Had a fun little visit. Yeah. Which from which from where? Where's your grandkids from? Give us an idea who it was. Michigan. Oh, they came or she came down. No, we went up. Oh. We went up to Michigan to visit her up in Cadillac, Michigan. Stalkers. <laughs> they have any snow up there? Oh yeah. They had some snow. There wasn't a lot. I mean they this time of year they usually get pretty well blanketed, but it wasn't all that much coverage. Uh, so it was a pretty light year for them up there. Okay. As far as snow, but it was enough. They took kids out doing some sledding and stuff. They got to see the house where their, their our kids grew up in and went to school and places. Did oh, they- yeah. Cadillac is close to Manton, isn't it? That's about 10 miles. Yeah, well, that's cool. This house here, little per, uh, grandchild, is the one your dad jumped off the upstairs window. Well, we went past the house. That window right there is where your dad jumped off on the teddy, <laughs> teddy bear mattress in the yard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, got, that's funny. We didn't take all of the grandkids from down here, just a couple, two out of the three that stay here in the house with us normally, plus we swapped for one of the younger ones to go up. Mainly because the one of the older ones, you know how the teenage drama sets in. It's just just not cool. (laughs) Oh yeah, we don't want you to rain our parade, so you stay here. We'll take somebody. The game console had a hold of somebody too, probably. Could be, but he didn't do it here. He went to his dad's house. That house up there in Michigan was was that considered a two story or was that like one and a half? Yeah, it was a two story. I say because uh, it didn't seem a two story still not. Two. But the first second story wasn't a full. It, it didn't cover the same full uh, uh, square footage. It was only yeah, half the square right, footage. Right, I'm just saying though, but to jump out of the window, it's uh, eh, you know, it's not really up too much. It, it, it honestly. Was it was a big enough leap for kids who are only like in say later grade school years, but it's not enough to get hurt exactly. But uh, unless you jump out on your land on your head, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had fun doing that. It was something different. It was a long holiday weekend because of President's Day, and they had a Teachers Institute had, workshop for what they call it. Had somebody messaged me. Repeatedly yesterday, going, Happy President's Day, Mr. President. That's like, oh. it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, and I heard somebody on some podcast or other uh, kind of humorously whining about how come it's called President's Day? Do we celebrate all the President's Day? Like, you know, I wish I could just talk back to the podcast and let you know that it's called President's Day because there used to be two separate holidays for Lincoln and Washington. And because they felt relatively close together, instead of breaking up the work week twice, they just combined it into one day and called it President's. But I heard that differently, you know, as of like this year, they're turning it, wanting to turn it into like a celebration of all the presidents. All the presidents. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is people forget why it's it's called 
what it's called to begin with. It's only because actually Washington's birthday is like in, oh, I want to say January 19th or 20th. I could be mistaken. But Lincoln's is like February, it's right after Valentine's Day, 16, 17, something like that. But they, they're relatively close. And instead of, you know, having breaking up the week, breaking up the week, some wise acre in government says, let's just combine it into one. And we'll just set it so it's always on a three-day weekend. And now, so people forget. And now it's like, why don't we just celebrate all the presidents, even the even the bad ones? <laughs> Bill of the War Day, yeah. Or yeah. what? Sometimes it's, it's good to remember, you know, why this day is celebrated. But sometimes it's good to remember the bad ones too, because then you know we don't want another one like that again. Yeah, Buchanan. remember the good ones for the good stuff they did, and James Buchanan, who was the president before Lincoln, and who pretty much brought the nation to civil war. <laughs> Lincoln had to get us out of it. Hmm. Uh, but other holidays, I mean, there's some. I mean, like. Say Fourth of July, where it has a clear meaning, it's very distinct in its meaning. That people want to uh, pervert the idea by having to take it away, just make it about barbecues or make it into some racist event. It's like, yeah, it, it is kind of racist. It's it's nationalistic, is what it is. It should make you proud of your nation, not what Fourth of July isn't just my grandson's birthday. I thought That's they were what? doing all those fireworks just for him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all those years of getting candy, all those people was doing that for me. Yeah. We need one, I guess. Anyway, I don't really have an awful lot of uh, what's new or funny stuff. As always, there's stuff that crosses my mind, but I've never got a spot to write it down. <laughs> yeah, well, we give a little bit of all of us, give a little bit of what's happening. Yeah. So we can move on to our next segment. Oh, yeah. Random topic. Everybody says it, but nobody means it. Oh, yeah. That would be randomness. The world of random. And I'm pretty sure we got five items, as always, on the wheel. So we get to spin the wheel. Uh, it would be trivia. Uh, what's that mean? And it's going to make us really feel dumb. <laughs> I got to find my trivia quizzes. On trivia, we need to spin the wheel again for eight items. All right. Ooh, that would be Bible. Oh, man, I ain't no good at that one. As I recall, <laughs> the, this particular Bible trivia is one that I complained before about. It must be written by an atheist. Oh, oh yeah, I remember having to do this so, one other time. So it doesn't matter, Terry. You, you may get the answers right anyway <laughs> if you pick Mr. Atheist answer. And even if you, if you don't, we'll, we'll, we'll declare you right because the atheist answers are wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian. I believe in God. All right. The first question on this Bible like it sometimes. Oh. is oh. Uh, mankind has free will yeah. statement. It is either true or false that mankind has free will. True. True. Yeah. Well, this guy says it's false. 
<laughs> Mr. Atheist Bible Quiz. Uh, it refers to uh, Joe Juan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joe Juan. It, it's uh, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you, and before you, you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you prophet unto the nation. That must be Jeremiah. Is that verse? And so he's pointing out that God created him a prophet before he was even born. So therefore, he had no choice in the matter. He was destined to be a prophet. Um, and it's like, well, that's true. He was predestined to be a prophet, but he still had the agency of free will to choose uh, his life. Well, Just because yeah. you're foreordained to be a prophet, he could have wore, you know, his blue suit today, his green tennis shoes today, <laughs> could have eaten the bowl of Cheerios today. There's a lot of free will been to it. He could also he, he chose his words he was going to use to prophesy to people. Right? And right. so there are things that are indeed for preordained, but even in preordination, there is a even more uh, free will choice who made. Go ahead and eat that fruit off that tree over there. <laughs> so, uh, it's, there is free will. Now, there's a thing called, uh, called uh, there's a libertarian free will. That means I absolutely have the free will to do every choice I want. Now, in that case, this guy is right because that means Jeremiah would have had the libertarian free will to choose to not be a prophet. There is no such thing as libertarian free will, but there is free will uh, in the line that aligns with uh, free Jeremiah, anyway, huh? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Yeah, he was. He was a good friend of mine. <laughs> Never understood the word he said. What a hell can drink his wine with, yeah. with Jesus. What <laughs> in the world? All the boys and girls. When we ran low, Jesus made more. <laughs> Joy to the fishes in deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. <laughs> okay. okay next question. World, see what I do. <laughs> Continue this all day long. <laughs> oh, now I was I play Where was I here? Question uh, two. Eve. Adam and Eve were the first humans. Another true or false? You say that again. You kind of cut up for me. Yeah. All right. This guy says the answer is false. They were not the first humans. So you know, of course, it's true that they really were the first humans. Hmm. Now, the argument here, Genesis one twenty seven. so God created man in his own image, and the image of God created he, them, male and female, and created them. Note, Adam and Eve came along in chapter 2 of Genesis. The man and the woman in Genesis 1 were created on the sixth day. In chapter 2, Adam was created. Adam's and plants, and then Eve. Okay, the, there's a serious flaw in logic there. And that is Genesis 
In fact, I'm going to do a podcast on this, but I'll do it now. <laughs> in Genesis 1, it tells a six-day creation story. And then in Genesis 2, it steps back and says, you know, when I was talking about how I created things on day number five, well, this is what this is how it unfolded. And so Genesis 2 doesn't tell a second batch of humans. It retells the creation of the first batch. Adam was first. Yeah. You know, much like you say, hey, hey, Terry, uh, tell me, you got five seconds, tell me about the Star Wars movie. And you, you might, you know, talk about Luke Skywalker, and you can see R2-D2, and C-3PO, Princess Leia, Han Solo. Say, oh, wait, wait, let me back up. Remember whenever Han Solo, or uh, Luke Skywalker met ben, ben Kenobi? This is how it happened. And you're going, you're, you told the story briefly, and then, then you're going back and adding detail to what you've told. And that's exactly what happens in Genesis 1 and 2. You're telling the story, and then you're going back to retell it with some extra detail. You're not telling man was made, and then Adam and Eve were made. Uh, it is just, uh, it's a fallacy. It's actually heretical <laughs> hmm. uh, to, to say that that's the case. Yeah. Uh, so our next question here. Uh, only people who sin. Have to repent. True or false? False. Only false. people who sin have to repent. False. Okay. The guy says it's false. Hey, we got that one right. Everybody needs well, to Well, if repent. you're a good little atheist, you have it right. But the, the, the question says only people who sin have to repent. Okay, what does it say in Romans? I think it's 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, right? So mm -hmm. therefore, all have sinned, so all people need to repent, right? So what does it mean only people who sin? Well, everybody sins. So only is misleading. Everybody sins, so everybody needs to repent. It doesn't matter if you're saved or not. People still, it, it doesn't matter even if you're a preacher or deacon. No. Before I read his explanation, here's what I bet he's going to say. That Jesus never repented. Wow, really? The Savior of the world who saves us from our sins? Who lived a perfect life and was sinless? Of course he never had to repent. Uh, and so he, the, the question might have better have been read, only people who have never sinned should never repent. Uh, but, but the other thing he may, he may say in his defense is, God saw how evil it was on the world. He repented of making humans, so he decided to send the flood. Uh, it, it, it's a possible other defense. So let's see what he says here. Uh, Genesis 6. Ah, yeah, Noah. The Lord repented that he made men on the earth and grieved him in his heart. Okay, in that word, you're, there's a thing called equivocation, and it's, a, again, another logical fallacy. And you're saying that God actually had to repent because he did something wrong. All repent means is you, you turn your back on something. And so basically, it wasn't that God turned his back on people, that people turned their backs on God. Um, but, you know. And did it grieve God? Well, that's another theological debate. 
Jesus wept. God, but God is perfect, but the Bible <laughs> says he repented. Like, well, in the Hebrew version of the text, repent doesn't necessarily mean you repent because you do something wrong. You repent because you know this relationship has changed, and you go your way. I'm going mine. You're coming to flood. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you're trying to give God human characteristics when none should be given. Uh, another question: Blind people profane altar of God. Through Blind people profane. The altar of God. False. I don't profane it. That's bad, isn't it? Yeah, to profane something is to uh, be, you know, have bad, or you be bring badness onto it. You, know. you use profane language, you degrade it in some way but because you're blind. Now, this guy, uh, you, you're right, Jill, it's false, but this guy says it's true. See, I told you this guy's an atheist. Everyone with answers is the opposite of, of reality. Um, let's see what his defense is here. Uh, Leviticus. Twenty-one eighteen. For whatsoever man, whatsoever man he be that has a blemish, he shall not approach anything superfluous. I don't know what that means. In Leviticus twenty-one twenty-three. Only he shall not go in unto the veil or come nigh to it. Altar because he has a blemish. But he profaned not my sanctuary. For I, the Lord, is sanctified. Okay. Let me read this question again. Blind people. Now, this text you just quoted has to do with leprosy. It talks about it and with a blemish. Blindness isn't a blemish. It just means you don't have eyes that don't work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's talking about a blemish. A blemish would be like, you know, leprosy on your skin. Uh, and he's talking also about the priesthood, not the common person. The priesthood was held to a higher standard. Of course, they could go in to do their duty if they were considered ceremonially unclean. But they could be made ceremonially clean by going through a week-long ritual. And uh, uh. It's just a stupid question. And it just takes everything entirely out of context. It's, this guy does a really good job of all kinds of uh, heresies and uh, logical falsehoods. Um, well, I don't like this Bible trivia guy. <laughs> He's yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah, here's one. A child born out of lead Led, led, led wedlock. <laughs> the child born out of wedlock did not enter into the congregation of the Lord. The congregation of the Lord, of course, being your assembled, you know, people, church people. So if you have a child born out of wedlock, they can never join the church, basically. Well, that's dumb, too. True or false? This guy's going to say. Uh, I would say false. Anybody can go to church. It doesn't it, matter. The correct answer is false, but this guy said it's true. That if, if you, if your parents were not married when they had you, that means you could never go to church and join the church. 
That's what this guy is saying. Uh, now, let's see one of the differences, because I, I bet you I know what he's going to talk about. And I bet you it has to do with some specialized laws with the priests. <laughs> hmm. Deuteronomy 23, verse 2. A uh, bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord. Even to his tenth generation shall he not enter the congregation. Oh, my goodness. Um, wow. Now, the problem with that is uh, the, the, now that I'm not real clear if it's a priestly uh, law of the Old Testament. I think they left the word drunken off the beginning. A drunken bastard. <laughs> yeah. uh, Should enter a church. But the, uh, the priest of the Israelite nation they they, they they could not be born out of wedlock. Uh, there, in fact, if you were a woman and you had relations with somebody out of wedlock, you were to be stoned. Um, and, and the priest the priest could not serve as duties if he married such a person, and so therefore you would never have a child born out of wedlock. But if this applies, and I had to look it up because I'm not real interested. But then, what applies to the general population? What what mainly is talking about is uh, it's trying to convince people don't intermarry with other people, and even the common person didn't have laws about if you were. What if uh, what you know? But whenever they if they got married, made an honest woman out of her, as they say, then that child wouldn't be out of wedlock anymore, or or would they? still be well uh, in the jewish lifestyle that's a good question i'm not that familiar with their social customs yeah. uh but the thing is if you did happen to have a child born out of wedlock for one thing you'd, you'd be lucky to even have the child born out of wedlock because the woman would have been stoned to die uh the oh. only time i can think of where in the bible where a woman had a child out of wedlock that wasn't put to death is in the book of Judges, it talks about there's one of the judges who had a mom who was said to have been a prostitute or something. Uh, it's very off the top to get there. Uh, more time we need to have to talk about it. But the point is, you wouldn't have a bastard child if you followed the laws correctly. And the point there that's being made in, in this law is that uh, God is trying to, in the strongest language possible, prevent them from falling into that kind of social lifestyle. Mary had the little lamb, yeah. and she wasn't married. So right. would that not make Jesus a child, whatever the word was, other than well, that? I love word yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, and, and that's also a good there too um, but uh, but the, the point behind that scripture is to have look up. Deuteronomy 23 was verse 2 so read the whole, whole chapter of Deuteronomy 23 uh, but you'll probably find that what it's trying to do is to say look don't be like the nations around you keep your, yourselves pure in the marriage relationship because that's you know, the society you should attain 
and by saying you can't enter for 10 generations, it, it, again, a, a severe infraction needs to have a severe penalty. Somebody, somebody on another podcast took off with my joke. Uh, the one that where if Mary, if Jesus was the lamb of God, then it's true. Mary did have a little lamb. Yeah. And his fleece was white as snow. At, at the point that has nothing, no relevance on our random topic, but other than you're just being random, possibly well, to distract us from the fact that it's time to move on and do other stuff. <laughs> to our news. Hey. Yeah. Let's get off of this topic. If people want to know more about all this uh, type of uh, listen to therapy, your podcast. follow me on my other <laughs> podcast and, and send me an email. I'll, I'll definitely get into it. But anyway, let's, this is not the time to get into such fun and hilarity uh, about that. So let's, like it's Jill or Terry, let's get into some news. Excellent. I shall contact you tomorrow. Thank you. You were, I got one. You were just up in Michigan, you said. And I got a story here that happened at the Detroit airport. Somebody, they detected it on the x-ray machine when it was the baggage went through. Somebody was trying to transport a dolphin's skull in their suitcase. Yeah. Um, United States Customs and Border agents discovered the skull of a young dolphin in a at the Metropolitan Airport and the, uh, the it's against the law to transport uh, the, uh, the I don't know what you got fish <laughs> sea life yeah so uh, in Detroit Airport yeah a live dolphin wow yeah. The possession of items is protected by United States law. I was trying to think of what that would be called, you know, dolphin or some kind of other scientific, scientific name for it or something. But it's they take wildlife smuggling. He was smuggling it, supposedly. It's like, I don't know what purpose you'd have for a dolphin skull unless you want to, like, blow in its mouth and watch the stuff come out of its blowhole at the top i don't know oh a dolphin skull wasn't a live dolphin no 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 well, what's the difference the same take this people dolphin heads i thought it was a live dolphin for one thing it's like wow that's pretty serious <laughs> but then how would you transport a live dolphin <laughs> right think of the aquarium here with the fish in it it was dead i mean it was, it was a skull just the bones but Oh. And uh, they're going to investigate the incident. That's all it says. It doesn't say much else about that story. But it they, just they brought in Flipper for the, the detective <laughs> of cold case dolphin crimes. Dolphin <laughs> <laughs> was story. once alive, and they, you murdered it, cut off its head. I had that story all this time since we did this other ones when the animals were going through the X-ray machines, the cat and the dog or something. You know, 
After last week's show, letters and telegrams are still pouring in from people all, all over the country. All I can say is they don't know a good program when they hear it. Um, in Florida, they released 12 manatees into um, the, okay, the Rescue and Rehabilitation Partnership released 12 manatees. I didn't, oh, this was a rehab place. I didn't know, um, what, did they do the 12-step program or what? Yeah, they had some drunken manatees or you know, high on drugs or something. They're, Too they're many people habits. dumping their beer in the ocean and got all these manatees <laughs> drunk. And... Yeah, they had to rehab and set up, cut it loose. <laughs> but they released these manatees into Blue Spring National Park in Florida. I don't know exactly where in Florida that's at, but it says that that's where manatees like to hang out in the wintertime because it's warm water. Uh, and so it must be either they pee in it a lot to warm it up or people pee in it a lot. It, it's like the manatee version of, of cruising them all to pick up chicks. Yeah. <laughs> but that says some of these manatees were actually orphaned when they were small. And so they went out, uh, these rescue people, and brought them into their sanctuary and nursed them back to health and released them. They're orphans, and they had the one that had the curly yellow hair and the red dress and the, yep. the eyeballs. Yeah. And, and little dolphins called it what? Arf. <laughs> <laughs> and these manatees were fitted with GPS monitors so that they could keep track of them, too, to make sure that they, you know, could keep an eye on them and know that they're staying healthy and... Spying on the manatees. Yep, spying on the manatees. Well, well, I'm all right. I was just wondering how the sponsor feels. Oh, I wouldn't worry about him, Bob. Really? After all, how long can a man carry a grudge? Man pushed to death under an outdoor urinal in London. Oh, no. <laughs> a, cr a crush to death. He was crushed to death by an outdoor urinal. Wow. That'd be a porta potty. A pop-up urinal. Crushed a man to death. Now, okay, let me stop right there. A pop-up urinal. Pop wow. Surprise! Ping! It just popped up <laughs> out of the sidewalk. Maybe <laughs> a pop-up camper or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's weird. Uh, pop-up from... Pop-up. It's like a pop-tart. Continuing, firefighters used a witch to free the man. That, I thought, a witch, isn't that like the British name for a woman who's like, you know, woman of the street? Hey, witch. A prostitute. What a witch. <laughs> it, it means the other kind of a witch where they hooked a hook on it, the cable. Uh, but it rescued him after he became trapped under a high-powered hydraulic urinal. Uh, urinal must mean something over there different than what it means here. A busy intersection. Uh, the Metropolitan <laughs> Police Force said the man is thought to have sustained crush injuries while working on a telescopic urinal. Huh. They said that despite the efforts of emergency services, he was pronounced dead at the scene. His identity was not released. Uh, the retractable urinal is in London's entertainment district. They are stored below ground during the day, and they are raised at night. Oh. So 
I guess they, you know, they retract into the sidewalk and then the sun goes yeah. down, the nightlife comes out, yeah. they whoop, pop out of the ground and you can pee on the streets if you want to. Yep. You get too drunk. You know, you just, you know, wow. But it, I, I've seen those. I remember that now. <laughs> it's like he was crushed by a urine. <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah, way, way to go. All right. <laughs> well, I got a letter from my brother. He thought the program was great. Oh, really? Did he? How'd the warden like it? A time capsule was discovered by some construction workers. A 116-year-old time capsule. I think it had Joe Biden's birth certificate in it. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the University of Illinois, they were demolishing this building they were clearing the building's cornerstone, and they found a time capsule. Um, they had no record of the time capsule being concealed, but they, as a time capsule, I was looking to see if what was in it. It doesn't really say, but there was a there was another related story this week that I, I just on the uh, head. They were going to build a brand new YMCA, but in the process they tore down an old hundred fifty year old building, and they found this right. Right, and then but then there's another story some, close to this one. Did, where, did they have a frog in it? Hello, Bahadi. Hello, baby. And then uh, there's another related story similar, but I'm not going to go to all of it. But it said, like, a man receives a letter from 1916 finally delivered to his house. You know, so, oh, yeah, I read about that. That's yeah. like that. That must have been in this time capsule. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was in Britain. I heard that happen. Yeah, yeah, but that's a different story. But Bill, don't kid about him. He's he's doing all right at Alcatraz. He has a slot machine concession, <laughs> and it's too bad he was taking out a circulation. He used to make money hand over fist like a machine. In fact, he did make it with a machine. The government's mad at him now for something he printed on a dollar bill. I'm not sure. I think it was any similarity between these dollar bills and the ones Uncle Sam makes is purely coincidental. I got one about two brother-in-laws that, um, this happened in London. They pulled, uh, each one of them pulled their own van that says a one-ton van, which I'm thinking sounds like a big van or truck of some kind, for 32 miles to break the world's record. James Baker and John Darwin were the British brother-in-laws. A 65-ton truck. Wait a minute. I thought it was a... Well, it's a one refers to its payload. Like a Ford Ford 150 actually is a quarter-ton truck. A Ford 250 is a half-ton truck. And a Ford 350 will do three-quarters of a ton, or maybe it's a ton. But it refers to the amount of uh, load up to haul the bed of the truck. So yeah, a one-ton truck would probably weigh, like I said, 6,500 pounds or whatever. To me, it seems like it would have been a lot easier to put gas in it and just drive it for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what they pull it with? Their themselves. Teeth? I didn't say their teeth or that you know they strapped to them like a ox or something. Yeah, I don't know. Do. They just pulled them. Then, Each they, one they, of them they, pulled a different one. They strap them together, like like you said, like the oxen, and their wives are up in the cab with the bull whips. Come on, pull! 
<laughs> and let's see, it said that they did this, of course, to raise money because the one brother was diagnosed with uh, leukemia 14 years ago. Oh, yeah, make a sick man pull a truck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this happened in Yorkshire, England. And the farthest distance when this first started was only two miles. Uphill. Both ways. And then they decided to go farther because by the time they were, I guess they'd practiced pulling vehicles or something. Did they have pop-up urinals in the back of them? I don't know what they were hauling. Yeah, I guess they got tired of go back and use the pop-up urinal. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it started out at 2.1 miles, but whenever they decided to do this challenge, it had got up to 21 miles, but they decided to surpass that, and so they went to 32 miles. Wow. I mean, and it says lot. they did this in 24 <laughs> hours, but I don't know if... I know why they, oh, I know why they did it. The Why? trucks were out of gas, and instead of walking to get a gas can, they were pulling the trucks to the gas. Yeah, can. I, just, I, said, I wonder how many people drove past and hey, hey, buddy, you out of gas? Need a ride? <laughs> <laughs> what you all doing? I don't feel like walking and getting gas and bringing it back. I'm just going to pull this along with me. Yeah. <laughs> that's just right. save you having to walk back with a gas can. Sure, that's right. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was pretty funny that they pulled these trucks and I don't know when it said that did it within 20 in 24 hours if they pulled for 24 hours if they'd pull and break you know take a break every so often it didn't say that but the, the reason why they could pull for longer is because the first time they did it with the brake on uh, <laughs> and they learned to find the hill hey, and they let it roll downhill should we take it out of parts you think <laughs> <laughs> Come in. Uh, Mr. Holt? That's right. On behalf of the vast radio audience, I want to present you with this beautiful loving cup. Oh, gee, that's a beauty. What's it for? It's for distinguished service to radio during the summer of 1938. But I wasn't on the radio this summer. You got the cup, haven't you? Uh, a Japan firm opens whale meat vending machines to enhance their sales. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'm thirsty. I'm going to get me a cook. I'm hungry. I'm going to get me some whale. <laughs> Give me one of their ha whale hamburger, whale burgers. <laughs> Give me some whale jerky on that machine over there. Um, Shinobu Kubo is a spokesperson who describes how the whale meat is being vended out of machines. Uh, in Yokohama, Japan, I've been there before. After struggling for years to promote this controversial product, they have found a new way to bolster their sales. Vending machines. The unmanned outlet recently opened in Yokohama near Tokyo. Yeah, I've been there before too. Uh, houses three machines for selling whale meat. Whale is that something Japanese people eat a lot steaks. of? Huh? Is that something Japanese people eat a lot of whale meat? Yeah. But they have whale bacon, whale skins, and whale steak, like pork rinds, you know. 
Oh, weird. So, so they make bacon out of whales. I, I wonder if it tastes like pork. Oh. I, I've never ate eaten any whale whenever I was over there. I, I did eat squid and I did eat some other things, but not whale as far as I recall. Uh, they also sell uh, straight up canned whale meat. <laughs> Prices <laughs> range from a thousand yen, <laughs> which is about seven dollars and seventy cents, uh, to three thousand yen, or about uh, how much dollars is that? Twenty three dollars. So the prices run in that range, seven to twenty three dollars. So yeah, I, I would hope they're refrigerated machines, <laughs> where you can go out and get your daily dose of uh, whale, take home for supper or something. They feature white machines decorated with cartoon whales. <laughs> <laughs> Takes place in England. I did a thing on the top 10 list about swans. You know, they're um, illegal in England. Nobody's supposed to eat them. They're a protected species. You know, so <clears throat> swans are kind of off limits. But uh, I got a story here where there was a swan hitching a ride on the top of a double-decker bus. Let's <laughs> go and sightsee him. It says, uh, flying is overrated these days, it says. And the swan was just up there, just chilling. And Being a tourist. Even swans know that buses are the best. <laughs> <laughs> Why fly when you think about it? It says, don't be a silly goose. Right on one of our buses today. Yeah. Well, I swan. How about you? <laughs> My flight's out for the winter. Just hop up here on this bus and let it take he, you. He just didn't have two pounds of money to pay for the fare. He had two uh, pounds of poop. <laughs> so he left us a bird going out. He laid an egg for Or maybe she laid an egg And so... Oh, two dollars and forty-one cents a ride. You know, yeah, it's about the price of one egg, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> anymore, it is. <laughs> I'll lay a golden egg just. For I can pay you money, or I can lay you an egg. Which one do you want? The Swan Wildlife Association was notified, and they came and you know captured the swan and released it in its. Uh, Checked it, uh, observed it, took it away where it could be released. That's funny. It seems like at the end of the ride, he would have just got off and went back to where it came from. <laughs> Probably checking out the McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. He, he went to London to see the Queen. Yeah. Or, or King, I guess now. Yeah, yeah Burger King. Oh. <laughs> He's well, I wonder if that's what Charles does when he picks his nose. <laughs> Would you like the burger of a king? <laughs> the burger of a king on a bun. <laughs> That's all I got for stories. <laughs>
I don't got anymore either. All right. That means, so that means time it's time to move again. It's time for those weird words to come marching back at us. Oh, who goes there? Or advance and be ready. Come in. For the life of me, I can't see what makes people go to them outfits. Can you? Yeah. Top 10. Top 10. Do we need to spin a wheel? Yeah. Let's do. <clears throat> um, 10 times people change the rules. Uh, Wait, uh, the top ten made up made up new rules. Yeah, uh, top ten made up new rules, like like the election laws that people are coming out with in various states. <laughs> top well, 10 okay. rules. There's already rules, and as the game goes on, they change the rules. Too. Like when you play Monopoly, you get free parking or something. Well, it's like uh, I said, number 10. Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, it's a Japanese card game. They came up with a rule. When you're playing the Yu-Gi-Oh game in a tournament, you must have good hygiene. <laughs> if you stink, you can't play here. Some people might, you might be sitting across with somebody and go, oh, I quit. That's the game over. <laughs> Take a shower, dude. Get a fan. Maybe that was a strategy. You just throw people out. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. The stock market. The stock exchange made You mean rules. the actual stock exchange in New York or something? They made rules against cornering the market. Oh, yeah. You're only allowed to have 300 million ounces of gold at any time. Is that all? Oh, man. <laughs> 300, 300 million and one. <laughs> you don't have to have that much, but that's the limit. You can't have over 300 million ounces of gold. Okay, okay. And I'd sell eight. over one ounce of gold right about now. <laughs> number eight. Monkeys in India caused a a change in golf golf rules. Playing golf <clears throat> because of the monkeys uh, being in the trees, and people would hit the golf balls, and it might hit the tree or go into the roughage, and the monkeys would take off with the balls. Okay. So, Instead of a water hazard or a sand trap, you have a monkey trap. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Wow. And so they uh, they came up with a rule that uh, 
If monkeys grab the ball and take off with it, wherever the monkey drops your ball is where you have to play it from. So if a monkey drops it near the hole, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. You put some monkey food next to the golf hole every time. Yeah. Well, see, I for the Anna over there by the I had a story similar to that when we went was up in Chicago and at the Blind Center and they took us on a golf outing and I hit the ball and I hit the ball and it hit a tree and bounced off and landed on the green and on my second shot I I sank it in the hole huh. and they just came running over to you know shake my you know congrats there and stuff and yeah. Hopefully you can teach they can teach the monkey to drop it on the green. Number seven. Is the Eddie the Eagle Olympic rule. Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. There was a movie. It's an actual guy. His name was Eddie the Eagle. And he was a downhill ski jumper. He was from England, and uh, he wanted to. He was the one who I can't remember what. There was a movie about it. It's on Samnet. It, um, but two, you had to be in the top thirty to fifty percent to qualify to jump. That's the new. The new rule, right? It used to be that. Um, that you had to be the you know way high up, you know more than fifty percent and above, and they changed it to thirty percent. You know, I don't remember what was wrong with him or something if he was had some sort of disability, but it's a really interesting story. I just can't remember all the, the story. But... Is that the guy who on the old uh, wide world of sports went out and skied up and like tumbled and like? It might be that guy. Oh, no. <laughs> Because yeah. he did trip or did something, and he just like blew it off the end of the ski jump. Blew off that building and boom, 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 boom. That they show that uh, the agony of defeat. They show the dials here. Number six. The reindeer rule. <laughs> oh, what Santa Claus do now? <laughs> Um, they have a reindeer rule with the big That's the one Rudolph comes up with so he can play. If you have a nativity scene, you got I guess you got to have a reindeer there too, you know, mm. and probably a, a menorah. <laughs> a menorah with a reindeer ornament hanging off of it. And, and that is just to prove that it's you're celebrating a secular holiday and not a religious holiday. They just name it like in a federal building or a state building. They should have, if they're going to have a, a, a nativity scene, they should have a Rudolph and Santa uh, and menorah to, please to, to balance the religious holiday with right. Yeah, right. snowflakes or snowman or Rudolph. So. Right. Mm. Yeah. Number five. In Major League Baseball, a rule was put into place against multiple pitch sw switch hitters and switch pitchers. They never had a switch pitcher since the 1890s. This guy came along and he could switch, you know, pitch left-handed, right-handed. Huh? 
And so, so you're saying you can't have one or you can have one? Well, you can have one. It says uh, 1890s. They're allowed to pitch with either hand to throw off the batter, but they cannot switch pitches until after the inning ends. Oh, so they have to stick with the same hand all through the inning. Right. And the next inning, they can switch to the other. Right. They can't switch. They can't, they can't like, you know, throw you the left hand and throw Jill the right hand. And right. They have to throw the same. I think that says it's the same with the batters, too. You know, I think. Well, if you have a switch batter, you're probably only going to be up to bat once in a given oh, inning. Yeah, that, that's true. It's not like you're going to, unless you really run the bases, you know, <laughs> everybody getting a lot of high score innings or something. Number four. Excuse me. Is um, number four. Jeopardy changed its rules to prevent its players from being the players being too cautious. It says. In, in 1967, a guy wanted to get just enough money to get an engagement ring. Once he reached that amount of money, he clammed up and never spoke again <laughs> during oh. the game. Back then, everybody... That way he wouldn't lose his money. Right. Everybody who had accumulated money back then got to walk out of there with it. And right. then... So you might not have won, but, but you're... Player two and player three are going to at least keep their money as a consolation prize. Right. And in 1984, they changed it to where only one person gets to walk out of there with the money. And it's like, well, that ain't right. They should go back to the other way, <laughs> you know? Yeah, really. And let everybody get their money when they leave. It's like, eh. and I always thought you got paid to be on TV anyway. So there you go. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know how that works with game shows. Uh, number three. Airlines banned. Uh, airlines banned. Emotional support animals. Good. Yep. Uh, in 2020, the airlines banned ridiculous support animals, such as pigs and horses and my support <laughs> alligator. snakes and alligators. <laughs> and alligators. That, uh, this is my special support porcupine. I got a support skunk, all right? <laughs> <laughs> they said... They said the a service animal must be able to fit underneath the seat at, at the owner's feet. They didn't want to have flying zoos or any other animal would be treated as a pet and have to be in a carrier and in the belly of the plane, you know. Huh. Yeah, you know, I, I, I get that some people honestly do have a need for an emotional support animal but i think it's just 
just taken advantage of that thing in right. the so reviews. It, it took forever for people for the laws to allow for the guide dogs and seeing eye dogs, whatever you want to call them. And then they got then everybody just ooh, I, this is my support dog. Well, you know what? You can have a support dog, but you don't need to take it everywhere. You know, right. there's times where we you can leave your guide dog at home. You don't have to take your dog everywhere all the time, but you can. You know, and so, but that's up to you know the airlines. You know, and they only honor the you know service animal, not support the emotional. Yeah, and you know if it truly is an emotional support animal. The least you could do is have it registered so you have an ID card. Yeah. I mean, even, even guide dog owners have to have an ID card. We don't have that ID card, but when you do, it shows it, this documents you've gone to the school, you've gone to the training, the dog is legitimate. <laughs> yeah. And let's see. Number, number two. Number two, Will Chamberlain was banned from dunking from the free throw line 15 feet from the net. He's the only person who could do that and dunk the ball. You know, that takes a special athletic skill. I don't know why he was stopping from doing that. I know. It's like I used to be able to turn around backwards and throw it over my head and I could hit the basket, but I wasn't dunking it, you know. I could do well, a lot of good shots when I could look see. at all the neat stuff the the Harlem Gold Trotters do. They they can yeah. do all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Kick it from the other end zone. Boom. Uh -huh. Right in there. Um number let's see. Number one The International Skiing Association changed the scoring of the points to sabotage the best skiers. Uh, meaning, there's a there was a skier in Denmark in the slalom in the giant slalom. He had so many points that nobody would be able to catch up to him, and. And so they changed the rules and put downhill skiing in the category. <clears throat> they didn't do, Denmark didn't do downhill skiing, but they did slalom. It's all downhill. <laughs> yeah, you don't slalom uphill. Yes, but it's got its own category. Just like then you got freestyle and then you got moguls, and but it's all downhill. So I, I maybe I missed something. He he was really good at downhill, but not good at slalom or something. Right. They weren't. They did. They they didn't do downhill skiing. They just did slaloms, and he right. was so good at the slalom that nobody. So they they uh, they put it into the downhill skiing. He they could downhill ski, but they weren't as good at, it. and that way he couldn't get as many points. Right. But, but again, they—he was really great at going straight down downhill, but not so great at slalom. So they put the slaloms in there so he would be forced to slow down. <laughs> yeah, and uh, 
seven times they got score someone who does it really well. Well, you know, I, I guess in, in the same token, you shouldn't have uh, male swimmers participating with females and really walking away with all the awards. <laughs> As in some of the fun incidents of last summer, it seems like. Yeah. I was saying if there's anything else in this that's note that uh, makes it sound differently. The, uh, Denmark, they had 86 World, not World Cup, but uh, he, uh, Denmark didn't do downhill skiing. He had to. Oh, that that caused them to have to forfeit a third of his points, so that other people could have a chance to catch up to him. Hmm. And they had won eighty six World Cup in fifteen years. Oh, it cuts off. But that that that'll be internally to the country to give other skiers a chance. But. But what about something like the Olympics? You would think you'd want to have a guy like that beat the crap out of everybody at the Olympics. But that's that last one was really good. That's a Interesting. Yeah. It, was like, it was odd. It's not all super funny, but you can make it funny. <laughs> Duke, I'm scared of that thing. It's unholy. A machine that acts like a human. This is your host, Keith, and you're about to listen to another episode of the Retro Radio Podcast. Hello, fellas. To- Happy New Year. <laughs> Hello, Kenny. What's the big idea? I brought my girl and my horn from New Year's Eve. Oh. <laughs> Ain't the horn swell? Yeah, it sure is. My girl is pretty, too. You remember, Lena? Oh, certainly. Hello, Lena. She wants to say Happy New Year to you, Jack. Go ahead, sugar face. <laughs> well, the same to you and many of them. Thanks. Hey, Kenny, your girl... Oh, really, your, your girl must like me, Kenny. She comes up to see me quite often. You know? And she likes you in your new Paramount picture, College Holiday, too. Oh, did you, Lena? Yeah, you're a regular broken-down gable. <laughs> so you kids were together New Year's Eve. Did you have any fun? Sure, I laughed and danced, and one time I poured confetti down Lena's back. You did? Yeah, and then she laughed and danced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why, Kenny, such actions. Ain't he the caveman? Oh, He's a terror. Without the tea. Yeah. <laughs> Presented by the Retro Radio Podcast. Retro-OTR.com This is your host, Keith, and you're about to listen to another episode of the Retro Radio Podcast. Junior is mine. He obeys me. What you might call a mechanical stooge. I got some weird ones for you that... Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. Oh, because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. But this first one you might know it. This first word is Stevedore. That's our brother who fights bulls. Oh. The Matador is a Stevedore. If our brother was named Matt, he'd be a Matador. 
Maybe oh. it's just the hat on the guy's head. <laughs> well, uh, I thought you guys might know this word. Uh, of I course, the can't mean somebody who works at the docks who loads freight on the ships. Oh, okay. Maybe you do know this word. <laughs> yep. Ding, ding, ding. That's what it means. It's the... Now, there's actually a slight difference. I think the stevedore works on the ship to load them, and the longshoreman works on the docks to do his part of the process, loading and offloading. Yeah, it says they load or unload cargo from ships, so I'm assuming unloading. Well, the stevedore, because you need people on the dock and the ship, the stevedores are the people who refer to on the ship who do that part, and the longshoremen are people who do their part of that same job while they stay on the shore. Oh, okay. That's that's a, that's a slight difference between the two. And of course, Terry Hulk Hogan was once a longshoreman. This next one I'm gonna have to spell for you because they see me mowing my front lawn. I know they're all thinking I'm so wide and dirty. Because it's it says a I lure a file, but what? it starts with A. A I L A I L U R O P H I L E. I urophile. I lurophile. I lurophile you into that Papa Pup urinal. <laughs> yeah. Lure you in there. I, I, I love to lure people in. So I, I'm luring you. I love to lure people. I don't. Uh, you're a fisherman. That's right. You're using your lures because you love to lure fish into your hook. <laughs> uh, Any ideas, Terry? You want to guess? Um, it's like a pedophile, but it, they go to a urinal. <laughs> a urinal. They you're get just stuck on that you. urinal. <laughs> Just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Don't get crushed by it. <laughs> this word here, it means a cat lover. Oh, man. Oh, I want to be like a feline of vile or something. I don't know. <laughs> catophile. A catophile, yeah, there we go. There you go. Our next word here. If I want to roll with the gangsters, but so far they all think I'm too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Is Catophilia. <laughs> Circumstellar is our next word. Oh, Circumstellar? That's, that's too close to circumcise you. <laughs> You, 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 you know how to get around with the stars. You're circumstellar. Stellar. Stars. Yeah. You're round oh, up no, the I'm stars. I'm spelling it. Circumstellar. What did you say, Keith? It was? Traveling around. Round up the stars. An astronaut. You're there. You're, you just know how to get around in the stars or something. You're, you're an astronaut. Yeah. You know how to get around yeah, in the stars. Uh, it's a it's, enterprise. Uh, <laughs> Is that where you learned it? <laughs> it's around the star, yes. You got that one right. Oh, well, lucky me. Just a guess. 
Another word here is My MySpace page is all totally pimped out Got people begging for my top 8 spaces Yo, I know pie to a thousand places Ain't got no grills, but I still wear braces Druthers D-R-U I had my druthers T-H-E-R If I had my druthers, I'd be on another podcast I've heard that saying But I'm trying to think what druthers would be If I had my others, I guess Well, it's it's kind of a contraction. Like you're you're kind of right. I druther, so this short to druther. If I had my druther, it's kind of one of those old timey slangy words our grandparents know better than us. I'd rather do this than that. I'd rather. Yeah, it says here that this word means. I order all of my sandwiches with mayonnaise. I'm a whiz, a minesweeper, I can play for days. Once you see my sweet moves, you're gonna stay amazed. Things moving so fast, I set the place ablaze. Person's preference in a matter. So you'd rather do this than I'd that. I'd rather do this than that. Yeah. I'd rather be on a much more funnier podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> Kill a rap, I haven't run at Pascal. Well, I'm number one. Do vector calculus just for fun. I ain't got a gap, but I got a soldering gun. Another <laughs> word we got here is tussleate. T E S S E L A T E. I know what that one is. What? Does Terry want to guess first? Can you say the word again? Tussleate. Tussleate? That's when Tussle ate all the food. It, it means to be checkered. <laughs> yeah. To be checkered. What? How did you know that word? It's, I just happened to know that word. <laughs> you know too many words. He can't play no more. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Days is my favorite theme song I can sure kick your butt in a game of ping pong I'll ace any trivia quiz you bring on I'm fluent in JavaScript as well as Klingon <laughs> Here's another word It says Lanya L-A-G-N-I-A Oh Like lasagna Lagnia Lasagnia it, it, It's the process of making lasagna the Lagnia. thing you wear around your neck, like a lanyard, I don't know. That would be a noose. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> a noose. <laughs> well, Just this one here means... This word means something given as a bonus or an extra gift. Oh. Well, if you make a lasagna, that would be a bonus for me. Yeah, there you go. I'll take an extra one. <laughs> okay, our next word is. Just too white and nerdy. Just too white and nerdy. Can't you see I'm white and nerdy? Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Is flocculent? F L O C U L A. Flat. E flocculent. That's the flocculent. Yeah. That's too close to flat. F L O C U L E N T. Well, like Terry said, flatulence is to pass wind from the lower side. The flocculent. Oh, maybe that's one of the birds fart when they're flying that V formation. <laughs> Whenever a goose is fart when they when they're flying south for the winter. 
maybe it's it's close to that because this word means I like the roll with the gangsters, although it's apparent I'm too wide and nerdy. Resembling tufts of wool. So maybe these tufts of wool Buffy look wool. like little smiling piles of food. Shut up, don't make me close that door. It's like little tufts of cotton ball. But cotton candy is flock unit. Yes. <laughs> Here's another word we all need to know. It's I'm just too white and nerdy. I think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. I get so white and nerdy. Harlequin. Harlequin? Yeah. Romance novels. Well, that like a superhero on Batman or something? <laughs> it's a clown, is what it means. It's a what? Harlequin is a clown. Oh, well, this here says it means... Me. I've been browsing, inspecting, X-Men, comics, you know I collect them. The pins in my pocket, I must protect them. My ergonomic keyboard never leaves me bored. Shopping online for deals on some writable media. I edit Wikipedia. Many colors, like, variegated. Uh, so I guess if your clown is variegated... Uh, well, clowns have those colorful, fancy costumes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've always heard Harlequin was a clown, but I guess colorful or variegated would work, too, but... But they're romance novels, Harlequin romance novels, and that Harlequin doing a Batman or whatever superhero story he's in. Yeah, I've heard that too. That it's a a, a superhero or a bad guy or something. Harlequin. I remember right, Holy Grail really well. I can recite it right now. And have you R O T F L O L? Okay, here's I got two more words. Wizen. W I Z E N. Wizen. I'm listening. Wizard, that's what you do with that pop-up urinal, right, Terry? Yeah. <laughs> I had to go shut a dog in a room, but I was wizarding or whatever. Wizard, I think it has to do, do with becoming wise or something. I'm not sure. Well, it means... Got a business doing websites. My friends need some code. Who do they call? I do HTML for them all. Even made a homepage for my dog. According to this little thing that I got, it means to shrink in with wrinkles. Shrink with wrinkles. Yeah. I I, I know a joke about that. <laughs> the woman asked, asked her husband, what her husband was complaining. Oh, I'm all wrinkly. He goes, don't worry. This is part of getting old. She goes, I'm talking about my shirt. <laughs> yeah. Oopsie. Sorry. Okay, I got one more word in this. Yo, I got myself a fanny pack. They were having a sale down at the gap in my nights with a roll of bubble wrap. Pop, pop, hope no one sees me. It says Nasuk. N A N A I N S O O K. Nasuk. Nasuk. Maze is like corn. No, in like navy. The first letters are oh, nasuk. Nasuk. It's what a horse does. Um, the horse, uh, like when he bucks his rider off, so he, he nays and he hooks. So he, he hooks him off. It means you got a fish hook stuck in your nose. Oh, oh, oh ouch! That could be painful. <laughs> this is like a nose ring, yeah. Nasal oh. hook. <laughs> Nasal hook. <laughs> Nasal hook. Well. Getting freaky, I'm nerdy and the extreme and wider than sour cream. This word means um a soft fabric usually found in South Asia. 
Okie dokie. Not, not silk, apparently. Just some not, other soft, not silk. <laughs> some other soft fabric. fabric. The soft cotton fabric usually found in South Asia. So it's evidently they pick cotton over there, too. So it's not, not satin. It's not silk. It's amazing. Because I'm white and nerdy. Just because I'm white and nerdy. All because I'm white and nerdy. Holy cow, I'm white and nerdy. I want to bowl with the gangsters. But oh well, it's obvious I'm white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. Think I'm just too white and nerdy. I'm just too white and nerdy. Look at me, I'm white and nerdy. Okay. And that's all my life Very educational. And that was kind of tied to to a part of the show that's intentionally not meant to be super funny. And that would be our anchor topic. What is it today? Well, the category would be vision. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I mean, we've talked ourselves out on little vision stuff a long time ago, it seems like. And nobody ever inquires about stuff on this or any other topic. We kind of use it as a wild card of talking about stuff. And uh, the only thing that comes to mind recently, have you heard the Apple Viss podcast this past week? No. It had that guy, Anani Mouse, on there? Yes. He was what talking he talk about... about huh? What did he talk about? He talked about the long press on your iPhone. And I thought... I've heard of that, but I pretty much ignore it because it's really more for, I guess, people in the sighted world to use. Um, but he was describing what it does uh, and the way you would use a long press using voiceover is it's whenever you double tap and hold. You can either like have an icon and, you, and with one finger you can either triple tap it or if you Tap a hold, you know, your little thing goes and it says edit, and you can edit your icons or move or change them. Well, if you tap on a hold only for about two seconds and let go before you, it opens the edit menu, sometimes there are features that you have that you can access uh, very easily. Yeah, I forget all the examples that he did, uh, but like for your email app, let's say. Yeah, you know, tap a hold just like two seconds. You know, tap and hold and let go uh, before the edit menu pops up. You can actually, there's a menu. You swipe through it. You can send an email right, right from there. You don't have to open up your email and go to the bottom and hit compose and start writing your message. You can do it right from that screen. And and for example, if you have you know. A, App Store updates. You, know, you always have like App Store free updates or 25 updates. <laughs> for me. Wow. <laughs> uh, what you can do is you do that tap a hold, two seconds, let go. And there's something on there about it doesn't say update, it says something like purchase or something like that. But that apparently that purchase screen is where your updates are at. And it's like with just like tap a hold. You can get right your updates that fast instead of having to do the usual open the app 
uh, make sure you're on your today screen, which is the left bottom corner there on your little button bar. And go to the top right corner and find accounts, and then use the swipe through the screen to find it. So it, it saves a couple of steps. So that oh, this may be fun to play with. And he says not every uh, app supports it, but a lot of apps have different things. He was even saying that with seeing AI, uh, let's say there's some things you, you always do a lot. Like uh, I need to check my light meter. See how light or dark it is in here, or I, I need to get right to my uh, money identifier or barcode reader. There's a way you, you have to use the settings in the app, and you can customize which of your typical features that Seeing AI does, like you know, scanning a document. It's like I think Terry would know a dozen or more things in there it does. Well, you can. Uh, put only the ones on your settings that you want, or even order them in the importance that you want. So when you do this tap and hold, you can just swipe right through and okay, there's my light sensor, and you can get right into checking. That's a shortcut to get to places quicker. Yeah, the, the tap and hold is just like tap and hold for two seconds, let go. And if there's a menu, it can help you get something done a little bit quicker. Uh, that, well, that's not something to think about. I mean, I haven't totally forgot but I've heard of it. But it's one of those things like, eh, whatever. This mm -hmm. is the thankful side of people to play with. But but it is something to keep in mind to play with. And if you don't remember the word I said about it, because I probably screwed it all up anyway, <laughs> uh, check out Apple Vest and look for the podcast where it's titled something about long preps or something. It just recently came out this past week, so it'll be somewhere uh, in the week of, uh, well, since between Valentine's Day and today, 21st. Do you like yeah. that? Do you like that doing that, or have you tried it? What? what that, the long press thing. I, I haven't really tried it, um, but the you know, Anonymous is the guy's you know, screen name. He goes by. Uh, he, he gave a pretty good... Uh, a demonstration of it, and it's, so I was just point folks to that episode. The, the podcast is A P P L E V I S. It's all together. There's no space. Whenever you look for it in the Apple Store, yeah, look for yeah. Apple Miss and, and Where, whatever you get the podcast. Uh, and especially look for an episode of talking about long uh, key press. That's the latest one out at the time of this podcast. Right. It's the most recent one. But if you have to look up in the future, uh, look look it up. <laughs> um, and just keep in mind, if you're a sighted person, you just literally, one finger, you press and hold until this menu comes up. But for a blind person, you just tap and hold for two seconds, let go. If you hold it for three seconds, you'll get that little edit menu that pops up. Bloop, 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 bloop. Your icon around and stuff. You don't want to hold it too long. But anyway, that's all I really got. It's the only thing new I can think of happening in blindness accessibility world out there. This scallywag? <laughs> From this scallywag. I can't believe it. It's amazing. So, so we have an email? Um, yeah, we probably do. What's in the mail for today? Oh, just the usual bunch of crackpot letters. What's it say? What? 
Well, isn't that nice? Let's see this. Oh, wow. This will be good. This is a list of funny voicemail announcements that somebody sent to me. You remember those good old days with the the answering machines where with the sound of the beep, leave her name and message. And a few weeks ago, Jill talked about her her funny uh, voicemail thing that she left, but she can't remember. Yeah. Well, if you can set your your voicemail uh, response on your iPhone, or even if you have a good old fashioned uh, answering machine. Hi. Now you say something. <laughs> Hi. I'm not home right now, but my answering machine is. Talk to it instead. <laughs> Hello, I'm David's answering machine. What are you? <laughs> Detective Agency. We know who you are and what you want. So at the sound of the phone, please hang up. <laughs> Hello. I'm home right now, but I can't find the phone. Please leave a message, and I'll call you right back as soon as I find it. <laughs> it reminds me of the opening scene from The Odd Couple when it was on TV. <laughs> the phone would ring buried under a bunch of stuff. And which one was it? Felix or Oscar? I forget. We had to dig it out by the cord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't come to the phone right now because I have an amnesia. And I feel stupid talking to people I can't remember. I'd appreciate it if you help me out. By leaving my name and telling me something about myself. Thanks. <laughs> I can't come to the phone right now. Because I'm down in the basement printing out a fresh batch of $20 bills. If you need any money or just want to check out my handiwork, please leave your name, number, and how much cash you need after the tone. If you're from the Department of Treasury... Please ignore this message. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hi, I'm probably home. I'm just avoiding someone I don't like. Leave me a message, and if I don't call back, it's you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, this is Joe speaking. I'm home right now, and in a moment, I'll have a decision to make. Leave your name and number, and I'll be thinking about my decision. <laughs> this is Dan's voicemail. Please leave your name and number. And after I've doctored the audio, your message will implicate you in a federal crime. Oh. <laughs> to the attention of the FBI. You <laughs> okay? 
Hello, this is death. I'm not in right now. But if you leave your name and number, I'll be right with you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I have for those funny messages. <laughs> I, I had one of mine that uh, I put on there. It said, I can't come to the phone right now. I'm in my swimming pool. You know, and then I had a call from one of our blind people, <clears throat> Don, and she's like, you need, it's December, you need to change, you can't be in your swimming pool right now, and I go, oh yeah, I forgot, I need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say you change it. I can't get the hot, babe. <laughs> back when, back when AOL, AOL was big, you could down, you could, you know, download those a little easier, but I'm sure you can still find them, but had a bunch of them where it was like famous people who would, you know, say stuff like, "You have reached Terry's phone," you know, whatever. I am Morgan Freeman, and you have reached Terry. Hi, I'm I'm uh, hi, I'm Garth Brooks. You know, <laughs> and uh, I had downloaded one on my computer that said uh, it was like a barbershop quartet, you know, and the little thing was like, "I hear the phone, I hear it ring." I can't get to it, gosh darn it, Dean. Leave us a message after the tone, and we'll get right back to it when we get home. Beep. My attorney told me to take that off, or he wouldn't leave a message. <laughs> Who told you to take it off? My attorney at the time. Oh. Said, Your thing's too long. I wanted to leave a message. <laughs> but anyway. Well, and you can say, leave your message in the, in, in the form of a song. Yeah. yeah. Mom's just said, when you hear this, you know what to do. Gee whiz, how can you be so heartless? Ah, you big sissy! So that means time for the show where we share our final thoughts. Yeah. Is Terry prepared? I don't have any. No final thoughts. I forgot all about it. Well, you know. What kind of worms do librarians take fishing? Buckworms! Oh. Tapeworms, oh. <laughs> Why couldn't the cow get a job? He was a meat loafer. <laughs> Well, the weasel walks into a bar. Bartender says, What can I get you? Ha! Goes the weasel. <laughs> well, I have that one I could put out here. Uh, a termite walked into the bar and said, Is the bartender here? <laughs> yeah, of course it is. Made by the balsa wood. Yeah. Why does coffee get in trouble? Because it's not tea. <laughs> not tea. <laughs> not tea. <laughs> Here's a tip from the farm. Cows will produce more milk if you talk to them. It all goes into one ear and out. The other. 
Uh. Why did the cow yell at the chicken? He was in a bad mood. <laughs> Is an artist's favorite kind of drink? Cranberry. Cranberry. Cranberry juice. <laughs> what do you call a girl who can't? What do you call a girl who sets fire to her bank? Bernadette. Does an astronaut pay for his coffee with Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. His coffee and his moves by. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like I've said this one before. But give a man a gun and he can rob a bank. Give a man a bank and he can rob the world. <laughs> Yeah, the rest of these I'm hearing are kind of old. Oh, I forgot. Well, since you mentioned astronauts, I do have an astronaut joke here. Take Does NASA teach all their astronauts the moonwalk? Like Michael Jackson? Mm. They need to know it's very important. Huh? They need to know how to do that. It's very important. Yeah. <laughs> they can dance on the moon. Yeah. Well, that's all we have, apparently, for final thoughts. Uh, just sign the contract here and let us have your check. Oh, I didn't know that. So, this is the, well, that closing time already. We're about like to wrap it all up. Turn off the lights and ready to go. This is your host, Keith, signing off. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend about us. That really is helping for our audience the most. And if you happen to be on your favorite podcast directory or podcast app, be sure you leave us a rating and review. And if you can't figure that out, at least stop by our website, thatsoundsfunny.com, where you can comment on any of the show notes. And you can also click or contact us, send us an email, ask us a question about some blindness related topic. We'd love to hear about that. You can also send us your own personal family funny story or a joke or whatever. So with all that said, it is time to get on out of here until next week. Send us money. Send us money. Visit money. Send us funny money. <laughs> no, send us some serious money, not the funny money. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds funny. TSF at... That sounds funny. That sounds funny.